right, well, welcome back to another episode of Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living. Today, we are talking about one of the best tools you could possibly use in home design as you bring the vision of what you hope your space could look like into reality. But the thing is, this tool often turns into a trap. Most often turns into a trap. It becomes time-sucking, it becomes discouraging, it becomes super distracting, and maybe a little taunting too. <laughs> so I'm going to teach you today how you can use Pinterest, yes, Pinterest, to your advantage while you're dreaming about creating a space that you absolutely love and why we would do that, why we would even bother using Pinterest. So grab a notebook because I think you're going to want to take notes. If you are thinking about a space, re-envisioning a space that you want to bring into reality and you don't know where to start, you don't know how to get past that hurdle and you just keep going to Pinterest and it becomes a rabbit hole every single time. So if that is you, grab a notebook, grab a pen, grab a cup of coffee, and let's dive in to today's episode. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is, but our culture has shifted and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget, and I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank, and I'm sharing it all with you. Tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style, where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. Oh, Pinterest, we either love you or we hate you, or you might be completely misunderstood. We're going to talk about that today and how you can use Pinterest to your advantage when you're taking a dream of a space into reality. One thing I definitely want to forewarn you is that Pinterest can be a trap. You've probably already experienced it at some point or another, if you've ever hopped onto Pinterest. Maybe you've gone on to get that recipe for dinner and you end up an hour later thinking and planning your son's birthday party (laughs) because that one recipe that you were looking for turned into an idea of the dinosaurs that you can create as party figures for (laughs) the teeny tiny's birthday party coming up. And although Pinterest can be equally inspiring for planning birthday parties, planning dinner, planning fall outfits, as well as home decor ideas, we wanna teach you how to use it appropriately. So a lot of these tips actually can be used for some of the other things like party planning. Keep these things in mind when you're hopping onto Pinterest the next time. Okay, we're gonna talk about five, but before we do that, I wanna talk to you about what Pinterest is and what it is not. Pinterest is a source for inspiration. It is a search engine, just like Google is a search engine, just like Bing is a search engine. Only this time, instead of giving verbal, uh, not verbal, written ideas of what you're searching for, Pinterest 
pops up with pictures, it pops up with images, and that aligns completely with the idea that it is inspirational. So imagine if I'm searching for how to make homemade Twinkies, the thing that's going to pop up is going to be an image of the Twinkie. Of course, the recipe is attached and it's attached to the blog post or the source outside of Pinterest. But that first thing that is going to pop up is something for me to look at, the pretty thing that is going to grab my attention and inspire me to create whatever that creation may be. And in this case, the homemade Twinkie. Pinterest is also like a digital filing cabinet. No more stuffing three ring binders with ideas of things that you want to remember. No more having filing cabinets full of files for those projects of someday. It's all stored digitally. And what an amazing thing it is. And Pinterest, most of all, is not a social media platform. It is not like Instagram. It is not like Facebook where you post a pretty picture and you feel good when you get all the likes, you get all the hearts, you get all the comments. It's not like that. You can save things that are inspiring to you on Pinterest and you can save them completely public where others can see, or you can save them completely private where it is just visible to you or the people that you want to have access to that board, which is Pinterest's word for file. So why am I telling you this? Because some of you are already diehard users. You already know this stuff. But so many of you and many of my clients that I've had don't. You don't know how, you don't know the benefits of Pinterest in a way that is going to really serve you. And you don't know necessarily how to use it. But the thing that I've run into most often is that you're not interested in another social media platform. You don't want to be on what's like Instagram. You don't want to be on what's like Facebook. You don't want to create another profile, another place where you post only the perfect things so that you make sure that everyone knows how perfect your life is. You don't want that kind of thing. Awesome. Guess what? For those of you who don't want that, you're in luck because Pinterest is, and the way we use it is basically a digital filing cabinet. That is what we're going to use it for. So buckle up, Buttercup, because I'm going to teach you how to use Pinterest in a way that is so meaningful for those projects you can't wait to get started on so that you can stop cutting all of your pictures out of the magazines and putting them in your three ring binder. Let's use Pinterest. It's much faster, much, much easier to navigate. And honestly, if you want the three ring binder, you can use it simultaneously. All right. So how do we use it? That is the golden ticket question. And I have five tips for how to use it efficiently. The first thing I want you to think about is I want you to think about when you are using Pinterest in planning and preparing and getting inspiration for home design, you are a student of design. You are respecting the role that you're going to navigate Pinterest through the lens of a student. And like most classrooms, like most students, you have a certain time period in order to maybe get your history done, maybe get your math done, maybe get your whatever it is subject you're focusing on. You have a set time period in order to do that. When you're in math, hopefully you're focusing on math. When you're in science, hopefully you're focusing on science. Of course, we have the occasional daydream. But if we approach the idea and if we approach the platform as we are students, you are going to be a little bit more efficient. So how do we do that? Tip number two is we are going to set a lot of boundaries. <laughs> because Pinterest is a, an image-based inspirational search engine, 
we have opportunities at our fingertips at the screen in front of us that are just inviting us to go down rabbit hole after rabbit hole after rabbit hole. And we can get lost in a sea of ideas and that sea of ideas can be completely overwhelming. Like I mentioned earlier, if we're searching for that one recipe for how to make that one thing, we could end up actually finding ways that we can get ready for a photo shoot or ways that we can plan the dream glamping vacation. The opportunities really for which rabbit hole to go down are endless. And if we don't have boundaries and parameters set around that time frame or that time space, we are going to be inefficient. We're going to be overwhelmed. We're going to be frustrated. We're going to be maybe even two steps backward from where we started in the first place. You know, that first place where we said, we're going to go on to Pinterest to gain inspiration. And if you end up frustrated, you end up making decisions that aren't going to get you the goal that you had intended for the space in the first place, right? You're going to end up maybe feeling like, I'm never going to have the space that I want because it's not going to look like this. Or you might think, there are so many ideas, I'm completely overwhelmed. Or you might think, you know what, scratch that, I actually just want to plan the dinosaur party for the kiddo. Whichever rabbit hole you allow yourself to go down is going to be one that's not going to be productive. It's actually going to be counterproductive. So setting parameters while you are a student of design are going to be super helpful. So what parameters should you set? The first parameter is to know what it is you're going to Pinterest for. Are you looking to refresh your living room? Are you looking to do a redesign in your bathroom, your master bedroom, the kiddo space? What is it specifically that you're looking for? Are you looking for ways to make a bed and make it look pretty? Are you looking for ways to hang the art in the living room? Are you looking for new curtain ideas? What is it specifically that you're looking for? And that is what you're going to search. So make sure that when you are If you are looking for a more global idea, like living room design ideas, or you're looking for more specific ideas, like throw pillow, white throw pillows for your couch, whatever that is, be specific, as specific as you can and start your search there. Now, because you're a student of design, you are going to expect that as you start that search, whatever that search is, other images are going to pop up and you're going to have a lot of variety to choose from. So keep that idea that you are the student of design here and you want to just focus on searching the ideas that fit the parameter for the thing you are searching for. Okay, the other thing you're going to do is you're going to set a time limit. Yes, you're going to get out the timer and you're going to put a time limit on so that you can stop when the buzzer goes off. I would say no more than half an hour, maybe 20 minutes tops, especially if you're searching super specific. When you're searching really specific, you don't need a whole lot of time in order to gather this these image-based ideas. You don't need a whole lot of time. The other parameter to set is the number of pins. Now, I know how Pinterest works and it can be a rabbit hole, so we are probably going to reach the 20 minute or the 30 minute time frame before we reach the number of pins that you that you save. But I would say no more than about 20 images. 20 images for that super specific item that you're searching for is enough. Because as students, our job isn't done. We're not stopping here at just pinning 20 images. We're gonna do a little bit more work. So the third thing that you can do in order to use Pinterest 
with a purpose as you are redesigning or dreaming of bringing this room into reality. The third thing is to make sure that as you are pinning your images, as you are saving those images, you are writing notes to yourself in the description. Actually, I think it's titled note to self. It's no longer no longer titled description. Edit that and write down any observations you make. And I like to tell my clients that this is a lickety split thing. This is, we're not mulling over. We're not looking at it with a fine tooth comb. This is not the time to do that. We are addressing the design elements that made us stop scrolling in the first place. So take, for example, I have a pin in front of me and that pin is of a beautiful office. I can tell it's an office because there's a ginormous desk in the room. And that desk looks like a a wooden desk with waterfall edges. It has a nice upholstered chair behind it, but behind it, the thing that's really catching my eye, not necessarily the desk and the chair, is the built-in bookcase. And it is stunning. It has open shelving on both sides. It has in the middle, there's a large piece of framed artwork with a picture on top, or not a picture, a, um, a picture light on top. So it's really accentuating the, the framed art. And then at the bottom of the bookcase are closed shelving, which I love that idea because of hiding messes. Inevitably, there's going to be a mess or things that could be stored. But the color of the bookshelves is stunning. It is a deep, moody blue, and that is just speaking to all my senses. So in my description, what am I mentioning? I am mentioning I love the color blue. I love the built-in shelving. I love the color blue, and I love the brass accents. Brass is on that light. Brass is on the chair. Brass is on the table leg. I'm loving the brass with the blue. I'm making sure I write that down. I'm also, as a student, making sure I write anything that I don't like, anything that pops out in a negative way, anything that I really feel a strong or a visceral reaction to, I'm writing that down. I'm making an observation and jotting it down so I don't forget. Because here's the thing, just like when you are at the perfume counter at a store in the mall and you smell all the smells, those smells are going to start jumbling together and you need something in order to refresh it, refresh your sense. And a lot of times it's a coffee bean, right? And that coffee bean, you smell the coffee bean in between each perfume scent and then you're able to uh, reset your sense in order to smell all of the fine notes of whatever perfume you're, you're, you're sniffing. That's the idea with these pins. You can you can have, if you pin, uh, if you save these images and you're searching these images and you do not have the parameters in place, it is going to be like you being at a perfume counter and smelling all the smells without a break. So what are we going to do after that 20 minutes? We are going to insert our very own coffee bean. And no, I don't really mean get coffee beans out unless you want to. But what I do mean is you're going to take a break. And this is going to be a substantial break, not just a break that is a, I'm going to look away for a minute. I'm going to still be at my computer for a second. It's not. It is a go do some yoga, go walk the dog, go play with your kiddos, uh, go to the park, go grocery shopping, do something else. And then you're going to come back. And when you come back, the fourth thing that you're going to do in order to use Pinterest with a purpose you are going to be looking for the common denominator of the specific item that you searched for in the beginning. So if I was searching for ways to display art and all of my pins were centered around that, I'm looking for the pins that caught my attention and what is it about the pins that are similar? 
what is the common, common denominator between all of those pins that is appearing over and over and over again? Are they all matted in white? Do they all have brass frames? Are they symmetrical? Are they asymmetrical? Are they colorful? Are they black and white? What is the common denominator between the design element of what it was I was originally searching for? That is not only useful as an informative piece for how you're planning your room, and in this case, how to display art, but it's also the underlying idea of your overall aesthetic. So you could do this for other different things. You could do this for colors of walls. You could do this for styles of couches, entryway rugs. You could do it for specific items like that. You could do it for more generalized ideas like kitchens, living rooms, offices, getting a feel for what is it that makes you gravitate towards those spaces and identifying all of the elements that are the common denominator between each of those pictures within that search. And the fifth thing you can do in order to use Pinterest purposefully as you plan the design that you want to bring to reality in your, in your space, this one comes with a cautionary tale. But that fifth thing that you can do is to check your pins versus reality. And this is a step that should not be missed because oftentimes, well, let me just tell you the tale. A few years ago, I had a design client who I was meeting at her house and I'd never been to her home before, but we'd been working together on Pinterest images. She was just sharing some ideas of things that she gravitated to. She loved the ideas of whites and brights and open and airy and really very lovely, really very light and bright and airy. And of course, it's beautiful. It was a, something that she gravitated to in almost every image that she pinned, and she could identify that. This was looking like it was her aesthetic. When I arrived at her home, I was greeted with a sea of brown. We had brown walls. We had brown trim. We had, it was a 1950s cottage, and we had the brown original doors. We had a deep chocolate brown couch that took up a large landscape of the living room. We had brown carpet. We had a light taupe linoleum that you could see that was leading into the kitchen. We had a brown piano. There was brown everywhere on every single surface. Did I mention there were brown walls, like taupe walls, like that early 2000s brown? And had we not checked the reality based on what she thought her aesthetic was, we would have ended up with a lot of work to do or a non-purposeful planning or a mismatched design time. It would have been, she would have been, and she would have ended up disappointed in with what we had. So as I was explaining to her, okay, here is what I see. I see a lots of brown here, but here's what you're guiding me towards. I see lots of whites here. We can make this happen here are all of the ways that we can make this happen. We can change out the carpet. We can change out your couch. We can paint all the walls. We can change out the, the doors or just paint the doors, paint the trim, paint that built-in that's in the corner. We, we will need a lot of paint, a lot of man hours, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of. And it's very realistic, something that we can absolutely, without a doubt, do. Do you want to do that? And it started as she was starting to understand the reality of what 
all white could look like in her space, it meant, hmm, maybe the dog wouldn't be able to go sit on the couch. Hmm, maybe my kids wouldn't be able to have snacks on their couch. Hmm, maybe when I have my girlfriends over, we wouldn't want to have wine when we're sitting on the white couch. And as she was checking reality versus what she thought she liked and what she thought she gravitated towards, of course, she can appreciate it, right? She can still appreciate all white. But as she was really uh, reflecting on this idea of the realities behind bringing that into her space and her lifestyle, those didn't align. So we had to go back to the drawing board. And that's a step that should not be missed. Oftentimes it is, and we might gravitate towards something on Pinterest that really catches our attention. And I might gravitate towards these really lovely exposed brick walls or these really lovely big wooden beams in my ceiling, but that's not the reality of my situation. I don't have exposed brick. I don't have big wood beams in my home. I might want them, but now we're checking with the reality of, is that possibility? Am I going to, in my design plan, get the wood beam? Or do I have high enough ceilings in order to make that happen? Would I like exposed brick on this truncated wall as opposed to all of the images I'm pinning that are 12 foot or higher walls? It's going to look a little different when you start putting reality into it. That doesn't mean that you can't have it. It doesn't mean that you can't love it or appreciate it, but it does mean make sure before you move forward that you always check the reality versus what you think your design plan should include. It can still be part of your aesthetic, but how can we transform it and make a plan that really works for your space? So there you have it. Five ways you can intentionally use Pinterest purposefully while you take your dream of your space from just a dream into reality. But that sounds like a lot of work, right? You're going through and you're pinning and you're writing down descriptions and you're trying to be a student of design and you're not going down the rabbit hole and you're setting the timer, it sounds like a lot of discipline and a lot of work. So why on earth would we even bother? Let me tell you why we would bother. We would bother because for years you have been stuck in indecision. You have been stuck living in a space that feels like paralysis. Maybe your space still looks the same as it did the first day you moved in. Maybe you've changed a few things here and there because you go and you buy one thing at a time thinking that this is going to be the solution to making the room cute and approachable and a space that you love. And you get at home and you still think something's not quite right. I don't like it. It doesn't work. I don't know what to do with it. And then you return it or you pass the return date and you lose out on that money. Maybe it then becomes a storage item in your garage until that day when you need to finally purge and get rid of it. Remembering that shopping trip that wasn't so successful in the first place. Why would you put all that work into it? Because when you invite friends over, or, or maybe you want to invite friends over and you're, something is holding you back and that something might be them seeing your space, them seeing a space that you're not quite proud of. It doesn't have to be perfect. Design absolutely does not have to be perfect. And it should absolutely be riddled with little pieces here and there, little nuances that scream you. This is me. This is, this is me. And sometimes the thing that is holding you back is this idea that friends who might be coming over might see your space and think, this is her. 
this is her, when you know full well it actually isn't. And the sad truth is, and you've heard it in the beginning of the show, in the intro to the show, that your home is a reflection of you. It already is. And you get to be an intentional storyteller. You get to use your home space as a canvas for storytelling. And it's a beautiful thing. So that is why. That is why ultimately investing a few more minutes on Pinterest, being a little bit more intentional and mindful and purposeful with how you use that platform is going to set you up for success. It's going to help you get over that little hump that has been keeping you stuck for far too long. It's going to help those rooms that have yet to be finished, that you've been wanting to finish, that you've been holding off on, get unstuck. So what do you say? Let's give it a shot. Give it a try. And if you need help, you know where to find me. I am happy to guide you along that journey. I'm happy to hold your hand. I'm happy to be a designer in your pocket. All you have to do is reach out. I'll put a link in the show notes for how you can book a 45-minute call with me so that I can help you along that Pinterest journey, how you can use it efficiently, and if you are already ready, how you can start identifying what your aesthetic is. All right, girls, until next time, I'll see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? that would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.